0: Hi, I'm April. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Yes, You Can Sit with Us, a
1: weekly podcast filmed live on Instagram, Friday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. We believe in community over competition and that there is always another seat at the table. Join us as we dive into our lives and talk about all of our passions, from motherhood to business and everything in between. And if you are wondering, yes, you can sit with us.
0: So let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to what is this episode five of Yes, You Can Sit with Us? And this week is the truth about influencers. And we have our friend Claire here from Thinking Claire Z. She is a fantastic influencer. And I think we're going to spill some tea today. Is that right, Claire? I
2: hope so. I hope so.
0: I love it. <laughs> I hope tea. you give us some great, some great <laughs> info because you, I feel like, really know what you're doing. You're such a great influencer. So tell us. Um, Like, how did you get started? When did you start with your account?
2: So I started about um, two and a half years ago. And I was at a place where I was working part-time, staying home with my son. And at the time, I feel like I was following a lot of, like, stereotypical influencers that were, like, size two, like, huge homes, Everything appears to be perfect, um again, stereotypical, but um i was I felt like I was constantly searching for somebody that was like me, like my size, like occasionally like maybe talked shit on their husband or their kids, like <laughs> you know just life wasn't always perfect, and so I was just like one day I was just sitting in a, around Hold on and
0: one second, like, can you hear her, April, yeah. You can? Okay, that's so weird. I just got really quiet. Sorry, it got so quiet for me for a second. Oh,
2: that's weird. Um
0: Okay, go on, sorry.
2: Yeah, no, you're fine. I um yeah, so I was just sitting around one day and I was like, let me just start a let me start my own and see where it goes. So I don't know. I just think now it is it's more important to be relatable. And that's kind of where I try to come from. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So
0: you've been so how many years did you say two, two and a half, about two and a half, two two and
2: and half, half. years ago. Yeah, yep.
0: And about. so how yeah. has your page changed since you started? Has it changed I mean, at all?
2: It, no, it really has. Like it has evolved. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I got into this. I just kind of started storying and just taking pictures mm-hmm. of random things and posting them. Um, I feel like it's kind of evolved into more of a community now. Um, like I, I'm probably jumping the gun here, but you had asked me like what my niche is, and I feel like it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what my niche is because I'm trying to welcome all different shapes, sizes, all different kinds of people, um, mostly women. Um, and I feel like my page has sort of evolved into a place where it's a community where we help each other. And my followers are also involved in that. It's not just me. And I'm trying to give my followers a voice as well as me have one too.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So April and I um, are both, uh, we're definitely not on your level with influencing, but we're giving it our best shot. (laughs) So April, tell them a little bit about how you got started
1: when you started. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I've had quite a history with Instagram. Well, <laughs> so, um, I guess when I really got started was when Verity was born because you were doing brand repping with Dean. So, like, I felt left out. So, I... <laughs> so, really, my Instagram started with brand repping. So, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's just working with small shops and you're able to either use discount or you trade take pictures for them and help them grow their business. So it's kind of a win-win for both people. Um, so that was super fun. Took lots of pictures of Verity um, and just as she grew, I mean, it's like the sweetest thing to go back and look at. Um, and then actually I sold makeup for, oh my gosh, five years. So um, my account right now that I'm a Glam Farm wife um, actually was, what was it? The Glam Girl?
0: The Glam Gal Girl. Yeah, the glam girl.
1: So I just posted mainly makeup, and um, I did a little bit of, I don't know, some collaborations with some different companies, things like that. But really, at the beginning of, was it last year? Yeah. It was like the spring of last year. I decided that I really wanted, I felt like I wasn't sharing my true authentic self. I felt like I was constantly just showing glam. I was constantly showing Um, just makeup that I loved. And I mean, being honest, selling it. Um, And I just really allowing people to see the real, my real life. And so I decided to start sharing our story and what our day to day life looks like. And it's been so cool um, to be able to share about life on the farm and like, yes, glam and makeup and fashion and those things. I love those things. I'm a city girl. Forever, um, but farm life is what we do on the day to day. I'm not always gonna have my hair done and my makeup done, you know. Um, and so, just being able to share that, able to um, kind of help people understand what farming looks like. I feel like a lot of people are connected, don't know where their food comes from, you know. Doesn't it's it's foreign to most people. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been super fun to be able to kind of create a little space, like I'm talking about Claire, a community of people mm-hmm. to. Learn together, we're learning, learning. Um, and just being able to share real life with each other. And Mm so yeah, that's been my big guess in the last she's
0: being modest. Her account has like flourished since she switched over to like sharing about that. It's been great.
2: I have to to say, I think it's so cool. I mean, it's not something that I can like you said, really I can't really relate to farm life, but I think it's so interesting to see. And like, when I think of a farmer, I don't necessarily think of you, April. So like, like <laughs> you're not like the person that pops into my head. So I think it's really cool that you're putting yourself out there. And I mean, I think it's awesome. Thanks. Breaking
0: stereotypes. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that so much. And like, so April and I, like she said, we really both, for me, I was a brand rep and started, we both switched over at the exact same time. We were like, no one's doing this method anymore. We need to switch to more lifestyle because all of our photos were super posed, And so we switched right. around the same time. And I mean, I haven't changed my account that much, but it's been like a fun and interesting switch. Mm-hmm. So like, let's get in to the tea, the influencer talk. Okay. Um, so like, first question we're going to put out there, Claire, answer this for us so you said you didn't weren't tied down to a niche specifically. You kind of share a little bit about everything, but like how important is it to have a specific one? Like, do you think your followers aren't going to know who to follow if you don't classify yourself as something particular?
2: I mean, I do definitely. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously if they're not interested in what I'm sharing, they're not going to want to be around and follow me. So, um, I really do think what has helped me so much and I think this would help other people too is or what has helped me grow is by being less posed by being more real by showing the hard times not just the good times not just like a highlight reel of all good things you know Um, and I do think that that kind of puts me into a niche I don't know if that makes sense um with the women that follow me i mean it's 99 percent women i think my dad might be the one percent of (laughs) a man that follows me um but i do think that you know if there are people you know if you do like a giveaway or share and you get all these new followers you know you kind of have to show them a niche to get them to stay if that makes sense
0: yeah so I actually pulled a bunch of people on my stories and, and asked, like, what makes you want to follow an influencer? Mm -hmm. And what makes you not want to follow an influencer? And the number one answer I got was everyone was like, "I like when they're transparent, when they're honest. I hate when they're fake. I hate Mm -hmm. when they're so posed. Every like, seriously, I got that answer a hundred times over. That they hate the staged life. Like they wanted to see the real life of people. And I feel like that's so true. You don't want to follow someone. Who is making you feel bad about yourself, or who no. is, you know, giving you unrealistic standards? Like, look at him doing this and this; like, it's just not attainable. April, do right. you have anything to add on that? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I want to say, like, clear, you're saying, you said, like, that you don't feel maybe like tied down to a certain. But when I think of you, mm-hmm. I go to your stories because I want to see your fashion. Line. You always share the cutest fashion stuff. Yummy drinks. Share all those cocktails with Claire, okay? Like, <laughs> please.
2: And like, your what is it on Wednesdays? What do you do on Wednesdays? That what I I do? Um, like I pick up topic, and then people yeah. send me their like stories, and then I repost their stories. I love that. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank every, you. Every because a lot of times, honestly, you're brave post some of the things you post I'm like yes it's so good it's so first of all it's so entertaining yeah. like a couple weeks ago I was literally reading some to Jace that we were dying, dying laughing and I was just like I love that she puts this here such like an escape from like the darkness of the world we're totally. so like you may not be tied down to like a certain niche but I love that you have content that is valuable and people can whether even if we don't relate to it it's still like entertaining it's, thank you and like you said you're real like you show the real the good the bad the ugly all of it and it's just it's refreshing
0: can you thank guys you. see the comments now i don't know how these new rooms. you can see the I, comments
2: i can't mm-hmm. see them how do i see them okay
0: well i don't know how with rooms yeah. sometimes if you're invited they won't let you but claire it's just like an outpouring of people saying they love how real your stories are oh, how much your stories you. have helped them so Thank you, guys. people Thank are you. just like the biggest your biggest fans so Thank seriously you. she has the best page if you don't follow her so let's uh move on to the taboo topic the one this was the one in my that everyone said they want to know let's mm-hmm. talk about that money let's talk about everybody wants to know where is the money coming from how much do you make really like What makes you make money and what can people do to help you make money? money, help you support your hustle and why is it important? So tell us a little bit about your opinion on the money and if you, if you'll feel comfortable sharing with us um, about that.
2: So really, to be honest, the money didn't start really coming in until about a year, a year ago. Like it was more like I was getting emails or DMs on Instagram that was like, hey, product for post." type deal. Um, and then I started recently getting more emails for campaigns um, that were paid, um, which sort of in a way has made me see my worth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if that's few and far between too. So those emails are few and far between or I don't always want to work with those companies so because i like to only work with companies that i really do truly believe in and love um the money for me comes in through fashion um affiliate links reward style um and to be honest it ranges for how much i share and how much people like stuff so like one month i could make a thousand dollars Another week I might make, or another month I might make 200. Like, it just really depends. Um, And it's funny because I don't know if you guys feel this way um, with certain things that you share, but I feel like certain weeks, like all my followers are on the same page. Like they all like the same things. They all are like ready to spend money swiping up on links and then another week they're not swiping up on anything so it's just really it's unpredictable yeah so tell us because I feel like you are a bit different than maybe
0: me and April because we don't you do a more fashion emphasis on your page so you Mm -hmm. do a lot more swipe up opportunities I definitely don't do as many of those and I know April doesn't either but when you have done like a paid ad Mm -hmm. on your feed, what, what do you typically like, what have you been making on those posts? If you don't mind telling us that.
2: No, I don't mind. Um, so typically now I'm, I'm, I'm charging more per image. So Mm -hmm. if you want an image posted on my feed, I'm not going to take under $500 for the photo.
1: Um,
2: unless it's like a company that I, really, really love and they're like, we don't have that kind of money in our budget, you know, but they'll negotiate with me. Um, You know, a lot of times, I don't know if you guys have experienced this either, but a lot of times those paid collaborations only really give me like a week to get it all together and like when it's due. So, I mean, it's kind of stressful. A lot of people think like, oh, she's just taking a picture with a popsicle and she's getting paid $500. Like, no, a lot goes into that. And it's, it's stressful. Like, it can be very stressful. There was one um, campaign that I did with like a grocery store that's in our area. And they were paying me $500 for one image. Um, and they gave me like two days to do it. And they wanted my family involved. Like they wanted my son, and they wanted my husband involved. And like, My husband and I got in, like, the biggest fight that night. My son was having a tantrum. Like, I was just like, this is just, like, it was just so stressful. I'm like, I don't know if $500 is enough for this. Like, I'm going to get a divorce over this stupid, (laughs) like, sausage or whatever it was for. So like, I mean, it really does take a lot. And it's interesting because I was talking to somebody recently yesterday, yesterday who was also an influencer. And she was recently paid to go on a trip to like a resort and she got a free room they didn't fly her there but she got a free room this really nice resort and she was saying like you know all these people look at it and they're like she's so lucky she gets to go on this lavish vacation but she was like it was so stressful like I had all these different photos do I had all these stories do and, like, you're doing that while you're there. So it's not really, like, you can fully let go and enjoy yourself like a real vacation. You're always working. It's hard to turn it off.
0: Yeah. So I think – so you're saying – so how many followers do you have again? You have 20 – 24.4. 24K. So I would say – so based on what you say, over – around the twenty to 30,000 follower mark you make – five hundred to a thousand per feed post would you say that's yeah. correct yes. yes so um because for i know people, for a sponsored feed yes. post yeah so people ask this so much i really want to break it down because i don't want them to be like we asked and they gave us a vague answer right so for 20 000 to thirty thousand, a typical feed post i mean now obviously you negotiate these so if you're amazing and you negotiate it could be more or less right five hundred to a thousand for me i have 14 K. So a typical feed post for me is 300 to $500 depending on what they're wanting for one post. And then we add on more for stories and stuff. Um, And then I think, you know, I think for someone five to 10, a thousand followers you could maybe expect a hundred to three hundred dollars per post I think that's pretty average so those are the there's that answer if you have any more specific questions feel free to put them in the comments and we can answer them I want to make sure we get all of the money questions answered but um April do you have you want to share about your post I know
1: it's a little different doing being a farm niche honestly um I okay I'm working on a campaign right now I'm actually I'm not supposed to disclose. How much. Don't give don't give any details if you can't. But in the past in the past, but I, this is going to be my highest paid one, and I'm very excited about it. Um, mine average the most I've ever gotten paid is two hundred and fifty dollars um, okay. posts, and um, and then they ended up adding on like some stories, because I have like a media rate. They ended up adding on stories, um, and so um, it was like three hundred. And but- you recently, you just got you just got to the amount of followers you hit. Yeah, Recently, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm right over 11.6, 11, 11. I think. Um, so, but it, it's hard. Um, I always talk to Lauren about this because of my niche. I feel lost sometimes um, with like campaigns and stuff. Um, and so I'm really trying to make sure that I'm always sticking true to like my motherhood niche and things like that because um, even though I do share farming, I do share a lot of motherhood sometimes I think I get lost in my niche of just farming. Um, But, yeah, before hitting 10K, um, the most I got paid was $150. And most of the campaigns that I did were were just collaboration. So it was just product exchange. Now, I got very picky. I didn't want to just take a picture of a bottle of, I don't know, kids' baby wash. You know what I mean? Um, But if it was something that we were going to use and I was going to buy anyway, yeah, I mean, I would just go ahead and do it if they weren't asking a lot out of me. Um, but kind of like what you were talking about, Claire, um, kind of like getting to a place where you kind of see like what you're worth. Um, it's a lot easier for me when in negotiations with companies being like, no, like you're asking me for nine photos in your trade product. What? No. <laughs> and um, And so just kind of learning to stick up for myself a little bit, not feel bad saying um you're expecting way too much like please don't do
2: (laughs) totally yeah
1: oh I mean it's I mean I literally got an email um on my uh, I don't know earlier this week they were wanting nine or ten photos from me and they just wanted to send me a pair of boots and I was like okay I like those boots but like that's a lot of time and effort wanted my kids in it I'm like really As no. yeah when
2: they want the kids in it like it's a whole
0: nother level
2: up it yeah
0: 500 for that. and for those who don't know um like claire was saying when when you're doing that work a lot goes into it you're getting the product you're planning the ideas of how you want the photos you're going to make sure it'll blend with your feed you've got to stage the product you got to get the photos you got to edit it you got to write the captions it's actually a lot more than just being like
2: here's me with and can I say like we also have to put like we have to do our hair. We have to do do our, you know, like, you can't just, like, you gotta like clean a- that area
0: of your house because you know the rest exactly. is dirty.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay, totally. so, Claire, you, I know you'll be able to, somebody asked this, and I know you'll be able to speak on this better than me, yes. April. How do fashion influencers afford all the clothes that they're trying on or if they're not sponsored posts? How do they, how, Well, how do you do that?
2: Okay. What's the well, secret? Personally, for me, um, So when I first started, I was buying all the clothes, trying it on, returning 90% of it, which is actually really hard sometimes because you're like, oh, I really like this, you know, but I mean, it's also such a pain in the butt to go back to the store, especially with COVID too. Like you can't really go to the store. So, well, now you can, I guess, but um, shipping it all back and all of that stuff, these Big time influencers that have hundreds of thousands of followers, I don't know how they do it. I don't know where they put all of it that's that's what I don't understand is like wh- how do you have room for all of it um, but um I do sometimes buy things and I will return them if I'm not trying them on in store, which again hasn't really been a thing since covid um because I just don't have enough places to wear these clothes yeah. um, so. When I sometimes when I do it, I feel slightly inauthentic because I'm like, well, if I'm not if I'm buying these and not keeping them, I don't want people to think that I'm loving it, like obsessed with it and then not going to keep it in my closet. So I do sometimes try to say, like, this pair of jeans, I'm definitely taking home or, you know, this I'm really keeping Um, because it's it's impossible. You can't keep all this stuff. I mean, if you want to show everybody new arrivals that are coming out, like. I would literally I would go broke like i there's no way I could keep up with it, yeah, have you
1: ever partnered like with a boutique or anything like, you know, like yeah, Trial.
2: so I do partner regular regularly with one specific boutique, and she will this is some tea, I guess she will come um to my house sometimes, drop the clothes off, and like sit in my driveway while I do try on and then I take them back out or actually we call my husband our assistant because sometimes he'll like run the clothes back and forth or... <laughs> so she's like watching my try on live sometimes from her car in my driveway <laughs> so um I mean there's just no way for me to wear all of the stuff I I do a try on for her boutique once a week like I would just again I would have no room for it either so yeah,
0: yeah. okay so On to the next thing. I also got this question a lot in a bunch of different ways. So answer how you think. And I know, April, you have some thoughts on this, too. Do you feel, as an influencer, obligated to share every aspect of your life? And then what boundaries do you set? And then a lot of people really want to know, is it weird knowing that there are so many strangers that know so much about your life, like people you don't even know? Claire, tell us about that.
2: So... It, I think I need to get better at setting boundaries because I do share. I Sometimes I think maybe I share too much. But I am, like, one that wears my heart on my sleeve. So, like, if I'm not explaining to my followers, which are really, at this point, my friends. My followers are my friends. I really do genuinely feel that way. Um, if I If I'm not explaining to them what's going on that day or why I'm feeling a certain way – like, people will message me and be like, what's up? Like, what's really going on? Like, you're not acting yourself. Yeah. And I, but I do think sometimes I need to, like I said, set boundaries with myself to turn myself off. Because I do share every aspect of my life. So there are – and there are certain times that, like, I need to put my phone down and, like, not pay attention to it. Um, one of the hardest parts for me is, like, I – I like answering everybody's DMS and I like being available to people. And sometimes, sometimes that's hard in my family dynamic because my husband will be like, I'm talking to you (laughs) and you're like always constantly like, I'm, I'm like, if I don't message this person now, then I'll forget to do it later. And he's like, yeah, but I'm here. Like pay attention to me. And that sometimes that does happen. And I feel badly about it. And with my kids too, like, I could do a better job of being more present sometimes with them because I feel like I always have to be answering things on my phone if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So April tell us uh do you feel obligated to share everything and what boundaries do you set?
1: Um I actually started setting boundaries probably I don't know a couple months ago because they said like okay like I, lit- we can't even go on- without you being on your phone constantly. Like you're not even paying attention to me or like the girls. Are- and I just couldn't, I mean, I was so like addicted to like these like like messaging people or making sure I'm ca- capturing stories, you know? Um, And so I really just had to like give myself grace on like, do I feel obligated to share everything? Probably a little bit, but I'm giving myself grace. Like I can't do that right now. Like it's more, important for me like be more present with my kids be more present with my husband and um, just kind of capture fun moments as I go and so some days it may be just only five stories or some days 20 you know and um I just kind of do what I can but I will say like we have made a rule like we together at night we put our phones away really try to spend at least like an hour with the girls before bed and like don't have our phones um and then like I don't know. I just try not to be on there, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, you know, cause so like, hard. You know, like, Oh my gosh, I love that messaging me, you know? And, um, it's hard, but you do have to kind of treat it like a business. It's business is you have business hours and I've really been trying to do this, but it's hard. I don't know. I don't know the perfect solution. <laughs> I'm terrible. Well, not terrible. I
0: guess I'm, I'm great at answering DMS and that makes me a terrible wife and mother sometimes because I have the worst ADD. And if I see I have messages, I'm like, I've got to return them right now. I've got to return them. And it yes. kind of like gives me anxiety to have notifications for messages because I don't want people to think I'm like snobbing or snubbing them and like not down to earth enough to answer because I love their friendships that I've made. So yes. it's so hard for me not to share, but I do have some pretty clear boundaries. And Claire, I noticed you have this boundary as well, whether you maybe want to or not. We don't show our husbands on stories. Like ever. Yeah. April will do this sometimes. Jason's a little outgoing, so he's probably a little more game for it. But like my husband is introverted and he does not like being in front of the camera.
2: Yeah. Is that why, is that why your husband doesn't? He's just, I mean, he doesn't even have Instagram. Like he, which is probably why I can talk about, I, I talk about him sometimes, but like, you know, or like, I guess on my Wednesday discussions, if we've gotten like in juicy, like sex topics where people are like, are your, you know, isn't your husband watching? And I'm like, no, cause he doesn't have Instagram, like <laughs> doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have Facebook. Like he's just, sometimes I get annoyed with him. I actually said to him this morning, like if you just had a fake account, like you could be one more, like one more comment, one more save. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not doing it. So yeah, I, Sometimes I watch people that do involve their husbands more. And I think that's great sometimes if that's what your husband, if your husband loves it and is into that dynamic. But like, again, same with my kids. Like I'm not forcing my children to be on my platform. If my son is like, mom, don't take a video of me, which now he's old enough to say, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, that's his, that's what he wants to do. This is my job, not his. So I'm not going to force him to do it. Right. Which makes it difficult when you get a paid campaign that wants your kid in it. That's okay. That makes it difficult then, you know? Yeah.
0: It is. And I've had that problem as well that it's it's not even so much uh, Dean because he's, you know, the only one old enough to tell me he doesn't want to do it. It's for me, I have trouble getting there. Like, we want the whole family. I'm like, I have three kids now. And yeah. even getting three kids to look at a camera very well, smile, and not, like, pull down their pants or, like, pull, yeah. them, pull my shirt down, it's hard. So I'm like, listen, if you want the whole family, you're going to be paying me
2: a lot. <laughs> Seriously.
0: It's so be- hard. But for me, so the boundaries I set are, I'm bad with answering things. Like I'm on my phone a lot, but for me, I really don't, I don't share my husband. Um, I really am an open book, but I, my husband don't. And I'm, that's, this is a clear thing we've said since we were married, we don't share any of our issues or problems. Like that's very clear. Like, Yeah. I, my husband just feels uncomfortable, so we mm-hmm. don't talk, I don't talk anything about my marriage that, like, oh, we're having this problem, or oh, we're, just because I just feel like that's, like, respectful to him, that he does not want oh, to really? share that, and so I, I don't do that. And then um, I also just don't feel comfortable talking about my sex life on yeah. the internet. As I say many times, like I, and you're so good and I love, I feel like it makes you so authentic that you share that, but I just could I can't, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, no, don't ask me because I won't answer. I just won't because I get too, I get like secondhand embarrassment watching your stories being open. I'm reading the stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like scrolling on by, I like love reading them, but I was like, oh my gosh, I could never like, I
2: can't. Not for everybody. I mean it's it's funny because I recently took a poll like asking people if they like the Wednesday topics. Like I know it's 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 too much for some people and I get it. Um, and my mom polled that she didn't and I missed her and I was like, Mom, what the heck? You know, like watching my Wednesday discussion discussions and she's like, You talk about sex toys. I'm not watching that like and Claire, your dad is a preacher, right? Or a pastor? Yes. Yeah, he's a minister. He's retired now, yeah. But he was a minister, like, my entire that. life. Yeah. I love
0: that for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Okay, so now let's get
0: on to the, I feel like this is the juiciest question. Mm-hmm. Let's, like, let's go out with a bang here. Is there a lot of competition and cattiness in the influencer world? Um, And how many of the people that you've met that are also influencers would you actually classify as your friends? Claire, tell us.
2: Man. Still in for us, girl. (laughs) I I feel like, I've said this before, where I feel like there is, in influencing, there's a popular crowd and there's a not-so-popular crowd. And I feel very much in the non-popular crowd. I don't know, like I was taking notes earlier of like this question and I was like, is it my age? Like I'm 34. I know there are like a lot of people that are younger than me in the industry. So I don't know. Am I like considered old? I don't know. Um, but I have a very hard time with it. I have a hard time finding genuine friends that are influencers. And I would probably say in like the two and a half years that I've been doing this, I have maybe five to seven people that I would like trust to tell things like collaborations or things that other influencers might have did or said to me um, that they're not going to like then go on their stories and like talk about me. You know, Um, I feel like there's there is a lot of cattiness, a lot of like um, a lot of jealousy a lot of competitiveness and it it blows my mind like if one of you got like a 10 million dollar collaboration tomorrow I would be like jumping for joy shouting off the rooftop like so happy for you but unfortunately that doesn't happen a lot do you feel that way too
1: April yeah um so honestly, I've really only been in like one situation and it was a very interesting, <laughs> it was a very situation. I won't go into all of it, but it was bizarre. Um, but for me, what I've noticed is definitely, I don't know if it's necessarily competition or jealousy, but I've just noticed a lot of influencers are just, or several that I've just kind of, I don't know, recently seen is that it's just all about them. And they will step on you. They'll use you until they get what they want, and both of you. And for me, like that's so like hurtful, and it's
2: so hurtful. hurtful.
1: There's been a couple of accounts where I have helped. I mean, when I started following them, they we were at four thousand followers, and I mean, I was their hype girl. I helped them get up to freaking twenty-seven thousand followers, and then they unfollowed me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Like we talked, I hyped you up, like. I thought our friendship was genuine and all of a sudden I see that they've unfollowed me and I'm like, what? And so that's been the hardest thing is like realizing like, "Okay, hey, who's genuine, who really for connection and community versus these people to get to the top. And, um, I don't know. So my eyes have kind of been like perked to that more recently. Cause I mean, it was hurtful. It is hurtful when people do that. To, you. I mean, you know, for us who we genuinely want connection, and want to want to see others succeed like lauren and i always talk about it's community over com- agree like Community over competition and so when when i like i guess i just forget that other people this is like they're going
2: for it and if you're not i don't know bring it what you it's like maybe is are you yeah i think like am i naive for thinking like other women just root for other women because that's just how i am but it's just I haven't experienced a lot of that and in they aren't, they yeah. aren't that way. And they yeah. will, and
0: it's so funny because some of them will even say, I want community over competition. I want to love, so other, they I love, a, I love other women. And then they will just go and use you until you can, they don't have anything like, Oh, you're not of service to me anymore and just kind of toss you, which, yeah. you know, like, obviously we're not going to sit here and like, name anybody names, but I would just encourage you, like if you are following influencers, watch how they interact with other people. Because yeah. that'll tell you you can present one um view of yourself to an audience as much as clear as day. But if you don't watch how they're treating other people and like working friendships and like genuinely caring for their followers or their friends on Instagram, they might not be who you think they are. No, so they're all s- in
2: it for the money. They're in it for they're using you for the likes and the comments, and then yeah, and, that's it. Mean, and you know what?
0: It's a job. It is a job. It sure. is. A job. But at the same time, there's two different types of influencers. There's the people who are here for the money, and there are yeah. people that are in it for the community and the friendships and just like the group, the the like yeah. the good side of Instagram. And, and they, you they, can and tell they make
2: money, and that's fine. But like, yeah, don't. I think my thing is like, don't post on your feed. Like, I'm here supporting my community and other women in a da, 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 da. and then step on people to get there. Like, like you said, they're putting themselves out there are certain people that put themselves out there and in a certain light. But then people behind the scenes like us might know really what their true colors are. And it is slightly infuriating to see it happen. Because you're like, Hey, you're not really a girl's girl. Like, you're not really supporting other people, and I did write down exactly what you said, April, as a note. Was like, it does feel like a lot of people in this industry just want to use you, and then move on. And if they're not going to get something out of you, it could be a big account, it could be a small account. If they're not, if they're not seeing you as a way to make money or gain followers, then they want nothing to they do with you. Just stop talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Something else, and it, this
1: kind of, I kind of goes cattiness. I don't think it's intentional. But have you guys ever seen, like, like you were talking about, like, you feel like you're in the unpopular crowd of influencers? Mm-hmm. Like, why do do it that way? Is it because there's like these clicks of like bigger, and they, yeah. they all they always tag each other. All their giveaways are always together. Yeah, they make it that like they are it, and you're not. This yeah, is like,
0: Mean Girls yeah. influencer edition. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: yep. I don't think it's necessarily always intentional but I've had several people message me and said you know my feelings are so hurt I reached out to this account because you know I've been engaging with them for six months I asked them if they would do a giveaway with me and they said no because you know like but then they did a giveaway with these bigger accounts and yeah as as bigger accounts you can't always do everything with with everyone but it's so sad to see it like happening to other people because I know how that feels I know how that you know I, I'm hyping this girl up every single day, and I think we're really good friends. And, and then, you know, she's asking me for favors, and I'm doing everything for her. And then whenever I ask for something, it's like, oh, yeah. sorry, your account's too small. You only have 11,000 followers. Sorry. Like, now that I've hit 27K or 28 or 30, you know, I'm sorry. And it's hurtful, you
2: know? Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's stupid. Like, it doesn't really mean. Make... Even if you have eleven thousand followers, if you have followers that engage and love your page, it shouldn't matter. I mean, there are followers that have a hundred thousand followers that they don't engage or they don't,
0: you know, like or they're just let's be honest, followers
2: from giveaways—they're
0: bots or they're they're
2: people they're, exactly. don't care for them, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it is that is is a very frustrating hard pill to swallow I've been I mean I pretty much have stopped doing share weeks because one no one ever asked me to do them and two when I tried to organize my own everybody always said no like flat out like I mean at least they're not being like beating around the bush they're just like and they're the same size accounts as me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's me. I don't know. Like, they just, a lot of people just don't want to work with me. Or Okay, like, well,
0: you're amazing. That's not true. You can, I will always work you. with you. You could
2: ask me. Thank you. You
0: could tell me to do, ask me to do the weirdest thing, and I'd be like, yes, for thank, you, yes. Thank
2: you. I know. I can always count on you guys. Okay, but so Taravasa,
0: how, so I saw this in a comment, and I love this. So, Claire, give us your opinion. What is, you've just posted about this, so I know this is the hill you could mm-hmm. die die on how can you support an influencer to help them make money to help grow their page how can a a norm like a person follow an influencer and support them
2: just engage 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 I think probably you know you see all this stuff about likes you see all the stuff about comments and saves and all of that honestly I think personally the best way to help me is sharing my posts like on to your stories so that your friends see see it because your friends are real people and they may choose to follow me they may choose not to but if they do they might love me and then that makes my page grow and then that's another person to like my photos so um to to show my worth to brands so i mean sharing posts to me is the most important thing that you can do for me
0: yeah i
1: agree april yeah. I would say the same thing. And just, um, just engaging genuine engagement with each other, so just you no, know, like growing that ship and that, um, community aspect, you know, commenting on each other's posts and sharing it, liking it, whatever it is, just hyping each other up, being in each other's stories. Hey, I love this, whatever, you know, just, um, just mutual engagement. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And for
0: the money aspect, um, I mean if it 's a brand deal we 've already got the money, but we can get you know we can work with a company again if they see that our our people like their content so you engaging on our sponsored posts, liking sharing that is the most important thing you do, arguably oh. more important than buying the stuff we 're sharing of course, you can always yeah. buy the stuff we 're sharing, especially right. if it 's a swipe up you know we do get money from that but right you know, arguably engagement to show the brand that people want to see their products yeah. is just as important, if not more important.
2: I always tell people when I have a sponsored post coming, I'm like, even if you're not going to buy it, just swipe up, swipe <laughs> up, just take you, because they look at how many people swipe. So just swipe. Don't buy yeah. it, just swipe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I think we spilled some good tea today here. I think we shared some good info. Claire, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. And – As always, um, we love to have people here, so um, please. Oh, and something we have noticed, I don't know if it's going to be the same this way. If you commented while um, we were on this live post, it won't save it when we save this as an Instagram TV. So if you have questions for us or comments about this podcast, please go back um, to the Instagram TV that we've posted here. Um, and re that comment so Claire can go back and see that, and we can go back and see that. So um, thank you guys all so much for joining us this week on Episode 5 of Yes, You Can Sit With Us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye, Claire. Bye, April. Bye.